supporting the military or out there on the battlefield protecting the home front. In this episode, I'm diving into what life was like on both sides. What adversities did both groups face? What events did they experience? What prices did they pay? Hello, my name's Kaya. In this episode of Relative Recital, we'll hear the story of a man who knows what it's like to live both ways. His name is... Gary Goldman. Spelled with a G. G-E-R-R-Y. I was born in England, November the 22nd, 1921. A couple of days ago, at, at Cedar Springs, we had a birthday party for all the people who were born in November. And I wasn't the oldest one there. There was one little old lady who was five days older than me. She was also 99. Jerry was born in Bradford, England, although he spent most of his life living here in Canada. Here he worked as a realtor, which is how him and my dad met in 1994. Jerry is a proponent of public speaking and inspired my dad to build the confidence to be the MC at the realty office, which is how they got to know each other better. Growing up, I've heard of Jerry a few times. My dad often describes him as one of the coolest people he's ever met, because of his friendly personality, but also his fascinating stories and the way he tells them. When, when the when you went to the rec- recruiting office with the idea of joining and being involved, they asked you what you did, what sort of work that you did. When you said you were a tailor, they said, well, you'll make a good mechanic. <laughs> so, so that was it. So I was a mechanic all during the war. Different, worked on different parts of the, of the of aircraft. Before the war, many people worked ordinary jobs and led ordinary lives like Jerry did. But with Germany's rapid expansion, Britain and France grew nervous. Once Germany took things too far and invaded Poland, the Allies acted. The war began, changing everyone's lives. Men and women were called to serve doing many different jobs. Even children were doing what they could to support the war effort. Well, everything changed. It reminds me a little of today's environment where, because of the COVID-19, we're all changing. We're changing our habits. I'm sitting here with a mask have to be very careful. Now back then, we, we had no idea 
when our next meal was coming from. We didn't know whether we were going to be alive or dead. And so we had to plan it day to day. To day. Almost like today uh, with the COVID. We don't know what's, you know, who's going to be coming into the home. Jerry was a part of the military, but also visited home. It was clear to him what was happening at battle and the home front. During this time, both sides only knew what the government told them about each other. Jerry saw numerous dead or injured pilots daily, and also experienced the struggles of home, rationing and bombings. The most challenging was getting enough to eat and keeping alive and being involved with family. For a young person, having parents who were, in my case, getting old. As I was growing up, my mother and my father, they were both old people. So family is, is, is a, it's something that you, you considered very, very carefully. Millions of people were torn apart. Children were sent away. Fathers and sons were off at war. Women sent healy injured and working factories. Family was almost impossible. Along with that struggle to keep your loved ones connected, there were so many other adversities people living at home and at battle had to face. Both groups had to face hunger, fear, discomfort, and ultimately change. But from these adversities came important lessons learned. Well, I guess one of the most important things was being proud to have served the country that, that you lived in. And because generally the country was very good to us. Just like here, coming to Canada, Canada has been very good to me. And I don't think they'll call me to, to go and defend the country, but if it was necessary, I'd do something. Along with his story, Jerry has some wise conclusions about his experience. Well, history is the most wonderful thing and, and people forget so quickly. There's only one, one day of the year, the 11th of November, that people start to remember these things. But the memories are there forever. The people that you, you've lost and the people that you miss. I was talking to somebody at lunch just now before I came here. This lady was born in, in just outside Amsterdam in Holland. And I was telling her, the first time I went to Amsterdam with my late wife, we landed, at, got out of the airport and went and found a hotel. 
and the first thing I wanted to do was to go to Arnhem. Arnhem is a, just a 15, about 15 kilometers from Amsterdam and there's a cemetery there and I went and I found the names of my friends who I went to school with. There was about five or six, and but for the grace of God, I could have been with them. So keeping your memory alive, I think is very important. Um, you've you've probably seen the photographs on TV of the of the uh, the cemeteries with all the crosses and the names and everything. But to actually be able to go and look at somebody's name, Bobby Whip, Jack Lambert, Jack Morrison, Joe Petcher, Izzy Brazil, Ruben Brazil, John Tetley, oh my God, all these kids, we were all just kids, and here they are. A world left with damaged people. The war created a higher probability of disease, making it harder for survivors to lead a regular life. Shell shock and PTSD affected thousands of soldiers and civilians. Whole cities were left in ruins. Nothing seemed good about World War II. Despite countless consequences, the world did gain something positive. We learned. That's why I'm making this podcast today. As long as we remember the horrors, the loss, the pain, the memories will have a positive effect. Remembering the loyalty people had can inspire us to ensure we focus towards a brighter future and do not repeat past mistakes. Let stories like Jerry's inspire you. My name is Kaya. Thanks for listening to this episode of Relative Recital. Make sure to check out the next episode coming soon.